You are listening to Aldrin Sampia on SAFM. 0614-104-107 and your tweets at Aldrin Sampia. We're in conversation next with uh, Nomusa Tubengube, who is uh, the Premier of uh, KwaZulu-Natal, who has vowed to take action against municipalities who continue to receive poor or out- audit outcomes. Uh, Tubengube has also made it clear that her administration will no longer tolerate municipalities who defy the provincial government's authority. She joins us now to elaborate further on this and also to talk about the state of municipalities in KZN. Premier, good afternoon and thank you so much for making time for us. Good afternoon, Adrian, and uh, thank you for having us. Where have you found, as the provincial government, um, some of the glitches are or some of the loose ends are that lead us to these poor service outcomes and also audit outcomes? Adrian, we, we, we had a meeting with municipalities um, yesterday, those, but particularly those that have underperformed. As you remember that the Auditor General um, issued a report by 31st of May which pointed um, to a number of failures that have happened at municipal level. The meeting yesterday was for me to really um, put an end uh, to this kind of uh, um, lazy fair, uh, if I can put it for lack of a better word, where um, officials underperform, but there are no consequences. We have officials that have been appointed as CEOs, as municipal managers, as all kind of people. People are supposed to be educated in the jobs that are, they are employed for. But you get um, them getting disclaimers. You get uh, them getting, you know, qualified or, or audit opinions. And, uh, and, and at this day and age, for somebody who, who uses a myriad of, uh, you know, um, a consultant, but they still cannot get things right. Even if they are paid for those jobs, they use consultants, but still, um, even with the help of those consultants, we're still getting bad audits. And we've said to the municipalities, really, we need to put a stop to this. And if need be, we will have to invoke various um, uh, uh, you know, uh, parts of our legislation to enforce um, the fact that uh, people need to be accountable for their wrongdoings. Yeah, so, so we know that municipalities have been hiring consultants um, and then it is consultants, then at the end of the day, as you say, there are still the poor audit outcomes. But then how do we fix it? Well, the way we fix it is that um, if, if people are not doing what they are employed for, if people are not performing according to the expectations, they must make way. Um, there are performance agreements that people need to sign. Those performance agreements must speak to exactly what they are expected to deliver. And if they are not able to deliver that, there must be consequences, including having people removed from positions where they cannot perform. Adrian, we're talking about repeat, you know, uh, findings. I mean, you've got findings that have been repeated for three years, for four years. And, and clearly that tells you that somebody is just not uh, prepared or some people are just not moved by the fact that they are not doing things right. And in that case, there has to be consequences, um, as I said, including using various legislation to say how do we deal with the, the people that are underperforming. Yeah, so whose responsibility will it then be um, to, to remove these people if, if, for instance, you have a situation in, in councils where it is about the political party and the preference of the political party, irrespective of how the municipality is being run? Um, I think you, 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 you mentioned a very correct point, because here we've had officials that are hiding behind political party 
uh, flag. And we've said to political parties here, all of them, because municipalities um, that are doing wrong, they are across political parties. So we, 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 we said to the mayors, we cannot allow your officials to hide behind the political party. And when they are asked to account, they are then um, uh, uh, saying maybe they are being um, harassed or they do not want to cooperate with the officials. We have officials from the Auditor General, from the Treasury, from the Provincial Cooperative Governance and Traditional Affairs. In the first instance, the first people that must um, be able to make these officials account is the municipalities. We have municipalities that are already under intervention in terms of Section 139.1, where there is support that is supposed to be given to them. And some of these municipalities even um, deny access by provincial government, by uh, treasury, to come and assist them to correct the things that they are not doing right. And, and, and we are saying in cases where there's defiance, in cases where there is no cooperation um, by those uh, you know, officials, we will have to hold those politicians accountable because the legislation is very clear that um, the first people that are responsible uh, for the budget is the municipality. But where the municipality fails to perform its own function, the provincial and national government have got the right to intervene in terms of sections of the law, including the constitution. So we can use those laws then to say, if you don't want to remove this person or to charge this person um, for, for, for wrongdoing, including taking those people through the disciplinary, we will do it ourselves at the provincial level. Because unless you do that, the people at the end um, of all of these that are suffering is the community. Because you look at the monies that are spent every year that are appropriated by the national and provincial government, but you look at what has happened to those monies and how far has those monies gone in terms of changing the lives of the people. You find that there's huge discrepancies between the, the book balance that was there and the outcomes of those monies. And these are the things that um, I've had to say to everyone, um, including the MEC, to say if they are not enforcing what the law says we should enforce, I myself will then have to charge even those MECs. Because really, we cannot afford that communities are frustrated. We also see where the, the uh, problems, but we don't want to intervene because we think um, some people are going to be sensitive mm. to those interventions. Well, earlier on this week, um, MEC, the Minister of Cooperative Governance and Traditional Affairs um, also referred to a report that was compiled in KZN, actually, by COCTA, by the MEC of COCTA, that when it comes to um, the proficiency of um, of councillors to read and write, that you had about 300 councillors who couldn't read and write, does this at all also lead to the poor governance outcomes that we are seeing? It does to certain extent, Adrian, because it, it, it sometimes it is the failures of the municipal um, uh, office bearers to hold the administration accountable. And if the officials are not being held, that is where we come in. But what we've done from our side to help the politicians is that we've even drafted what is called a checklist that actually tells you what it is that you should expect from these officials on a daily basis, on a monthly basis, what kind of report you should be expecting. And if all of that fails, 
it is time then for us to intervene at the provincial level and actually take those actions that um, those councillors do not want to take. And including, because councillors have been taken through, um, you know, training. When they come in, they are trained on various aspects of the law. They're given uh, various modules. um, And if they cannot apply what they've been trained on, Again, we've said we need also to look at that training progress. Yeah. Is it geared towards those kind of people? Do they even understand, um, you know, the language or, 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 or some of the, the, the context under which they should be interpreting um, those legislations so that they can enforce what they are supposed to be enforcing? Premier, so we're, we're using everything, um, Adrian, yeah. to try and assist. Do, do you think a proposal um, that there should be a minimum academic qualification uh, for people to become counsellors, I know that this is a legislative issue that we are speaking about, but do you think that it could actually assist? It could assist, um, Adrian, but not only that. There is something, Adrian, called the recognition of prior yeah. learning. Because you'd find that there are people who are proficient in what they know because over the years they've they've been there. We've even called uh, for counsellors to say, you have other peer counsellors. You've got counsellors in Gauteng, in Eastern Cape, in Western Cape, wherever. Let's get some of those who are doing correctly and sit down and say, how do you manage to get it right? Um, because we, we've got to use everything to try and assess because ours is to see the communities getting what's rightfully theirs, which is the service delivery that our communities are so frustrated because they're not getting from the municipalities, despite of the fact that um, a provincial and national government are investing huge amounts of resources financially. Um, we've got municipal infrastructure grants. We've got various other grants that are given to municipalities to deliver on the services. But if then the, 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 the issues are the councillors themselves uh, maybe um, do not want to be strong or, or tough on their officials, that is where we're coming in. We've even come to an extent Adrian, of saying in terms of disciplinary, if you as a municipality, you feel that you do not have the capacity to discipline those people, let us come in and help you to, to, to take them through those disciplinaries because sometimes they'll be intimidated because they live with those people. Then let's bring people from outside to get in through the disciplinaries so that at, at the end, somebody must be held accountable for not doing what is right. Uh, Premier, unfortunately, we've run out of time, but I just need to quickly squeeze this in. Uh, Mayor Chris Pappas um, has said that the upcoming Imbizo is um, is almost like a grandstanding. Are you still going ahead with Imbizo? Um, Adrian, we're going ahead with Imbizo. Um, we've booked the, 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 the stadium where Imbizo is supposed to be held. Did you get permission? We've got permission, we've got invoices, we've paid the deposit. And by the way, even that stadium was, was built uh, using the provincial government money, but we're not using that because of that. We booked it on time a week ago. And Mayor Papa has only got to know about Imbizo when we sent him a, an invitation. And all of a sudden, he's now saying um, yeah, he's, he's organizing games at that same uh, venue uh, that has been booked. We've got invoices uh, okay. at to show. We've got deposit that has been paid for that particular stadium that we are using. That is why we are going ahead. Thank you so much for your time. Nomusa Tube Ngube there, the Premier of KwaZulu-Natal. Apologies, we're a bit late for the news headlines.